Hello, beautiful people, and welcome. It is so great to be here today, sharing with you, talking with you. Even though this is the beginning of my podcasting career, I am loving this whole process. It feels a lot more intimate, like we're actually in the same room talking together, and I love it. I just want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. Even if I don't know who you are and you're listening to this, I want you to know that I cherish you and the time that we have together, and I appreciate you listening. The topic of today's podcast is trusting yourself as an entrepreneurial individual. First, I would like to start off with a bit of an analogy. Take a moment to picture the New York Public Library. If you're not familiar with the New York Public Library, it has these two big lion statues out front, patience and fortitude, which to me are symbolic of the guardians of the library. Now for this analogy with trusting yourself, think of the lions as being self-trust and self-respect, which stand guard over your self-esteem. Self-trust and self-respect are the two parts that make up your self-esteem. Without them, your self-esteem is vulnerable. Today, we will dive into self-trust. I wanted to talk about this with you because I've been reflecting a lot on my journey and the journey that I've been through with trusting myself. And this is a very common journey amongst entrepreneurial people. And I will get into why. So we're going to talk about three things. First, we're going to talk about why we as entrepreneurial people struggle to trust ourselves. Second, we're going to talk about why we need to trust ourselves and why it's so important. And third, we're going to talk about how. How do you trust yourself? And even if you do trust yourself right now, we can always improve our self-trust, self-respect, self-esteem. So without further ado, let's dive in. Why do entrepreneurial people often struggle to trust themselves? Well, entrepreneurial people struggle to trust themselves because they were often denied the social and educational settings to express their unique talents growing up. This lack of acceptance and space for self-expression causes a person to lose their self-trust and their self-esteem, not to mention the act of suppressing your true self, even if it's for social acceptance is also a form of self-betrayal, which can cause you to lose more self-esteem. If you're an entrepreneurial person, then you've had to suppress your natural talents for an extended period of time in one scenario or another, very likely in school, probably also in the workforce, you've had to do this. And this happens because an entrepreneur's strengths are not mainstream. Your talents, your curiosities might have been considered unordinary. And therefore, you didn't have the space to express yourself. So take school, for example, because I think many people, the habit of not trusting yourself began when you started school. So the school system in the U.S. anyway, and I imagine it's pretty similar in other parts of the world, is highly structured and standardized. And generally speaking, there's limited room for creativity and free thinking. Innovation is a rarity, and for the entrepreneurial mind, it can feel 
a bit stifling. It can feel like you're being pushed into a box. And this is very common. A lot of entrepreneurs talk about how they felt left out and like they didn't fit in when they were in school. One of my theories is that a lot of entrepreneurs have ADHD or are neurodivergent and that this is a superpower for a lot of entrepreneurs, but I'll get into that on another episode because we could talk about that all day. But in general, entrepreneurial-minded people don't usually have outlets that they can express their natural talents and curiosities because their strengths are rather unordinary. They don't really have that space to express themselves. And so for a lot of people, this is where they began to not trust themselves. Um, my cat is trying to pull off my earring. My little, okay, okay. <gasps> She's really going for, oof, I think she drew blood. I think she drew blood. Don't you love this podcast setting? It's very intimate and you can see view into my, my life. <laughs> this was a huge part of my days. My kitten, she's very, very hyper and just, yeah. Honestly, Maisie probably could tell that there was some tension going on in this podcast because we're getting into some heavy stuff here, you guys. And that's why she's here to, to break it up, you know? Okay. So where were we? Yes. You know, you enter the school system, you have to do the same things as everyone in basically the same way as everyone. Limited creativity is allowed. And you you know need to meet certain test scores, meet certain grades, meet certain standard. And usually the school system caters to a particular kind of person. And unfortunately, if you don't meet these standards, there's very little room for people to exist outside of these standards. And if you don't fit certain criteria or check certain boxes, then there's some social or academic consequence to pay. This happens with entrepreneurs where they don't even recognize their strengths until later in life when they finally had an outlet and discovered themselves and discovered what they're really good at. <laughs> when we go through this at a young age and your natural abilities are not in the mainstream and you don't see too many people around you who are similar to you, you might as a child start to believe that something about you is wrong because our scope is so narrow at that age and our brains are still developing. We don't yet have that perspective that comes from life experience. And you might have learned subconsciously that your natural abilities were non-existent or just flat out wrong and you, your natural strengths were irrelevant or might not have even been discovered. And in that day, they didn't exist. And so it's a very difficult thing for anyone who thinks differently or sees the world differently to be forced to compete in a system that discourages differences. And this act of self-suppression, which many of us have to do when we're in these kinds of environments, and certainly as children, we probably had to wear a mask and suppress our true selves to get by this inability to express yourself or act based on your intuition even if it is for social acceptance is a form of self-betrayal 
because the more that you against your true self, the more self-esteem you will lose. And this is why when we're in positions where we can follow our intuition and be rewarded and be accepted, we gain so much confidence. I can remember when I finally was in a situation where I was in flow. I was working for a startup in Silicon Valley, and it was one of the very first times where I was completely in the flow, in my element. I was being rewarded as such because I was perfect for that position, perfect for the job. I was, and people would tell it was really cool. It's like you have this, and I'm sure you've experienced the same thing where you discover that you have this natural superpower and you never knew that you had it because you just weren't in the right environment. And, you know, that's what we end up figuring out is it's like, wow, this is, this feels so right. I can't believe I'm just discovering this. I have a superpower. That's so cool. And I think this is what a lot of entrepreneurs go through is they finally have that moment or that situation where they're like, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. This is when I'm alive. This is when I'm in the flow state. This is me. So until then, though, you go through the world thinking that maybe you don't have these strengths, you don't have the abilities, or you're just unaware of the ones that you do have. And you do have them. Everyone has a natural strength and ability, but it's just, it's a matter of identifying it. So I went on a bit of a tangent there. And my cat is also here podcasting with me right now. You're going to hear her purring probably. She's very cute. She's nose bopping me. So yeah, if you're in a job or an environment where you feel like you're losing your self-esteem, then this might be the reason why. Your talents and what you bring to the table are being underappreciated or ignored. Or perhaps they simply aren't useful for that particular job function. That could be the case as well. Your manager doesn't know how to play to your strengths. They just simply don't need what you are naturally good at. And so your self-confidence starts to diminish and you start to shrink and you start to feel bad about yourself. And that's because you're in an environment where your natural instincts, your natural talents are being rejected, even if it's with good intention. Or maybe you want to add more to the position than what your employer or what your colleagues need from you. For example, maybe at your job, if, if you work in a corporate position, or if you have at one point, maybe for that one job, all you're needed for is to stack boxes. However, you have this wild imagination, you have brilliant ideas, and you have so many things that you'd like to share with your manager or your colleagues that can help business boom and you're sure of it. But when you try to bring up these ideas, you're rejected because they're not asking you for feedback. They just want you to continue stacking boxes and to do what they hired you to do. And so situations like these stink because you feel rejected, you feel discouraged, feel unappreciated, undervalued, and it can hurt. We can understand both sides of the argument, but it can be really difficult, especially for an entrepreneurial person that maybe hasn't been in the flow state for some time. 
or hasn't discovered their talents yet or just hasn't been in a situation where they've had the proper outlet or they haven't had that sense of flow or seen their superpower in action for a while. Because even if you know it exists, if you're in the wrong environment now, it hurts. It does start to wear on you. It starts to wear on your confidence. And it's because, and I sound like a broken record, but it's because you're suppressing your natural abilities. You don't feel like you can rely on your natural intuition and your strengths because that's not what's required for the job. That's not what they want you to do. And you start to lose trust. You're like, okay, so I have to go against my natural instincts. And I need to do X, Y, Z and be someone else in order to do well. And there are times where we always have to do that. You know, like, for example, if you don't have an accountant, you're going to have to pay your taxes every year, even if you hate accounting. But I'm talking about when you've had an extended period of time where you can't exercise your intuition, you feel like you don't fit in, and extended times when you're in situations like this because it just kills that self-trust kills the self-esteem and hurts and you start to doubt yourself you start to lose motivation you speak up less you don't care as much about your performance you're feeling rejected and discouraged and all of these factors can affect your self-esteem negatively and you might be confused. You might wonder what's going on. And if you're in this situation right now, then ask yourself, what about this situation is making me feel so small and insignificant? And why am I losing my self-esteem? Really try to pinpoint what exactly you're doing that's making you feel bad or what exactly is playing out that's making you feel bad and just notice that. If you're in a situation where you're still at a job or you're working with or for people who you're feeling poorly around and you don't have the motivation to do side projects, well, then this is likely a big part of the reason why. So the truth is that the school system, the corporate setting, it wasn't made for the entrepreneur. They were made by entrepreneurs, but not for entrepreneurs. <laughs> and so these are some of the struggles that an entrepreneur has had to cope with their entire life. I'd love to hear your comments if something like this has happened to you. I'd love to know your perspective, your story. So please message me on Instagram. I'm very curious, and I'd love to know if this resonates. So second, let's talk about why. Why do we need to trust ourselves? Why is self-trust so important? Well, first of all, self-trust is essential for your self-esteem. Plain and simple. Self-esteem is made of two parts. It's self-trust and it's self-respect. And also you can always grow your self-esteem because it's not something that you can just max out at. You're always going to be growing your self-esteem. And the more that you trust yourself and learn to trust yourself, the better you're going to feel about yourself and the more that you you can rely on yourself. You start to like yourself better. You want to do more positive things for yourself. It's infectious. It's an infectious cycle. It's a great positive cycle of reinforcement. So the more that you do um, that's good for you, the more that you trust yourself and do things that make you feel good or good for you, you'll start to look at yourself with higher regard. 
and to treat yourself better, not to mention actually just ends up saving you a lot of time and energy because think about it. When you can rely on yourself to do something, you're not going to be reaching out to others as often for reassurance. This is just a really cool side effect. And you'll find that it, you, you'll have this newfound pride. Oh my goodness, my kitty cat is also... She's here again. She's calling me. Um, forgive me if I'm shrieking as I'm saying these words. Ah. Don't you love this podcast, by the way? It's like kitten and Hannah and kitten. I hope you're cat people. Or maybe you'll become one after you've listened to my podcast for a while. She's after my jewelry. This, this, someone grab this kitten. She is a jewel thief. Okay. Okay. Let's move on, Maisie. Maisie's my cat. So, where was I? Okay, yes. So you're saving time. A lot of time and energy. Because you're not constantly reaching out for reassurance about everything. Which is very empowering. Not that reassurance is a bad thing always. It's definitely not. But I mean when it's debilitating to not have that reassurance, that's when you know it's a problem. So I think it's great to have friends and family that you can turn to to validate you and whatnot. So how? How do you build trust with yourself? I have two recommendations here. The first is start building trust by adopting a new habit or a ritual that you stick to. My second tip is practice following where your intuition leads you. Trust is a journey that you develop. You can start now and it's not going to take you that long to start instantly feeling better about yourself and feeling more confident. One of the very first things that you can do to start building this self-trust is to add a new step to your routine. Maybe you want to begin a new hobby or maybe you want to start showing up on social media. Start by doing a test. I'll give you an example. One of the ways that I started to build trust with myself was by posting on TikTok and showing up on social media regularly. And at the beginning, I committed to doing this every single day, three times a day at the same time every day, I would post my content. The content wasn't great, but that's beside the point. Just the very act of posting regularly gave me such a sense of accomplishment and pride. Now my standard was to post three times a day at the time, and I did this for a while, but then when I started to build up some trust in myself after a few weeks, and I knew that I was going to follow through on posting my videos, I could cut myself some slack because I could trust myself enough that I knew if I had to miss a day or two, I would be fine and I would still make it up. I learned to trust myself and I wasn't afraid that I wasn't going to get it done. So when you add a step into your routine, here's how you need to do it for it to stick. First, I want you to pick something. Let's take running, for example. Okay, say you want to become a runner. You want to start running. Now, James Clear talks about this in his book, Atomic Habits, by the way. Highly recommend Atomic Habits to anyone listening. It is a life-altering book. Probably one of the best books I've ever read for self-development. So, okay, say you want to start running. First, choose a time. When do you want to run during the day? Pick a time or time frame. Say you want to run in the morning and there's a window of time that when you wake up in the morning, that's when you want to run. Now you pick how often. How often do you want to do this? What days a week? My personal recommendation is that you commit to doing something every single day. In my experience, that's how it works out the best. Is At least when you're initially creating a, a habit, 
and setting a goal for yourself or self-trust. What you want to do is just do it every single day. You're more likely to keep the habit, same time every day. And then if life gets in the way and you can only do it like a few times a week, you're still doing that. You know, it, it tends to become less and less frequent, like the less often you do it and just easier for habit building. So, okay. Say you want to do it every, okay, so every single day. Now choose a really, really attainable time limit where you're doing this habit. Okay. So if you are not a runner, you are not just start by saying, I'm going to go on a run outside every morning for three minutes. I'm serious. Start with a number like that, like three minutes. Okay. And then you're going to fall through on that every single day. You're going to wake up, get on your running clothes, go on outside, run for three minutes. And then after that three minutes, you can stop if you want. Or if you want to run for longer, then you can keep doing it and you'll create a habit. You'll have that time slot every day where you're used to running. And that is priceless. So do this. You can increase your time when you feel ready, but do this for about a week. Even for just a week, you know, longer is obviously better, but you'll start to notice a difference in yourself and an increase in your confidence. Because when you set out to do something, it's a goal that's going to make you proud. And you show yourself that, yes, I can follow through on this. You'll start to build that trust within yourself. You'll say, okay, I'm going to follow through on what I say I'm going to follow through on. And I want to do this run. And this is something really serious about. And I'm going to follow through on this. And you're going to see that this is going to bleed into the other areas of your life. Pretty soon you'll say, okay, now I want to start working out. Or, oh, I want to add like five minutes of Duolingo to my schedule every morning. Or, or whatever it is. It's infectious and it catches on like wildfire, but in a great way. And just this act, you're doing something good for yourself. You're building that trust. You're going to start feeling so much more confident, so much better. And you're going to feel motivated. And that's also a key of motivation. Another aspect of building self-trust that I want you to try is to lean into your intuition. And you can practice. Here's an example just going off of the TikTok scenario that I've explained to you before. So I used to worry about what to post on TikTok. I started off as a complete social media novice. I didn't want to post on social media at all, but I said, okay, Hannah, if you want to be an entrepreneur, want all your dreams to come true, you're going to need to do it. You're going to need to bite the bullet, put yourself out there, build a personal brand. Okay. You're going to have to do it. So finally I got over myself and I did it. That's a side note, but at the beginning, like it started off very slowly and I was, and I already told you, I was like doing my little routine. I was doing it three times a day, but then I started to, you know, gain a few more followers. I started to develop my audience a little bit more, understand my niche a little bit more, what they want to see. And I started to realize, oh, okay, here's what my audience wants to see after just a little bit of time experimenting. And I'm at the point now where I, I can tell exactly what my audience wants to see from me. I know if a video is going to blow up and I know if it's going to flop. I always know. Even if I post it, I knew ahead of time. <laughs> anyway, qu quantity over quality on TikTok is, is best. But regardless, uh, so something really interesting that I've learned from TikTok. And honestly, it's funny to say that it's taught me both self-trust because I, I know I, I will follow through, but also 
it's taught me a lot about intuition. When I lean into my intuition and I say, I think that my audience is going to love to hear about this topic and I just know it and I just have a feeling, I just know they're going to love it and I talk about it, I've never been proven wrong. I've been right every time. So it's something that took a little bit of time to develop this intuition, but now that it's there, I can lean on myself and it actually saves me a lot of time because I can rely on my own intuitive abilities. I don't need to post as much anymore because now I am very hyper aware of what is going to resonate with my community. And the funny thing is, you'll find this if you are posting on social media or if you, you know, whatever it is that you're leaning into, there's always an intuitive aspect involved to any hobby, anything that you're doing. For this example with social media, I found if I focus on what I think my audience will like, because really not only am I focusing on what I think they'll like, I focus on, okay, what really resonates with me? What resonates with Hannah? And this is like how the whole fear of success thing started, okay? Because if you notice, like there aren't too many people talking about it, or there are people that are starting to talk about it more and more now. But when I first brought it up, not too many people that I, from my visibility anyway, not too many people were talking about it yet. And I was super inspired because when I had first learned about it, because and it just shook me and it took me by surprise. And I was like, this has been a problem my entire life. I knew that so many people must struggle with it and probably don't even know and knew that I had to do something to help other people and that there would be people out there that would need to hear the message and have that self-awareness. Anyway, <laughs> we got a little off topic. But what I want you to know is that when you lean into your intuition and you start to do it more frequently and practice, you'll get better and better at it and things will go more smoothly for you. Intuition is about going internally, listening to your instincts, listening to your gut feelings. And you can start with testing yourself. Just practice showing up as yourself, your friends, your colleagues. Practice discretion with any of this advice, please. But maybe you want to show up as yourself and you feel like you've been masking for a while and you want to have dinner with your friend and maybe tell them the truth about how you're doing right now. Or maybe you struggle with responding to emails and you could practice just writing the email and hitting send. And here's a trick. So say you have an email to write, for example, okay? And you struggle to get back to emails in time because you take a long time. You fall into those perfectionist tendencies. You don't know exactly what to say. And so you sit on it and then you ask for advice maybe or whatever it might be, okay? So pretend that your friend came up to you with the email that you had written, okay? And they asked you, hey, what do you think about this email? Do you think this is good to send? Imagine what you would tell your friend. So try to take yourself out of it for a minute. What would you tell your friend? Would you say, yep, that's good to go. Press send. Oh, yep, it's, it's good to go pretty much. Like just fix this and then it's good to send. What would you tell your friend? 
like with any trust exercise, you're going to need to take a leap of faith at some point. There's going to be some discomfort at first. Like when you think about a trust fall, for example. And so when you hit send on that email, there might be that moment of discomfort, but that's what's required in order to build this self-trust. There is going to be an element of discomfort. That's fine. That's natural. It's part of the process. It's going to get easier with time and it's going to build your confidence with time. So the more that you learn to trust yourself and harness your intuition and, and follow those intuitive pings, you are going to learn a lot about yourself. And if you need help following your intuition, something that will be really helpful for you is meditation and any mindfulness exercise. There's many different resources online. But just practice being more present, turning off your phone, getting away from screens. And over time, as you learn to trust yourself and your intuition, you are going to learn that your uniqueness is your superpower. There is no one else in the world like you, no one else with your unique abilities and with your unique perspective. You are the one and only, and you deserve trust just by being yourself. You don't need to do anything else to deserve trust and to be worthy of trust. And even if you can't see this right now, I promise that it's true. So in conclusion, self-trust is what will help you feeling more confident and increase your self-esteem. And if you would like to be more confident and have higher self-esteem, then you have to start by step-by-step building trust with yourself, creating those new habits, leaning into your intuition. This is something that comes with time and you will get there, I promise. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. (music) 